Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome to another brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast, coming to you live and direct from the city of Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. It could be Baja, California. It could be fuck you, shut the fuck up. But I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. the Shank King, a.k.a. Old Boy, a.k.a. Go Fuck Yourself. This is a Dust Brothers production, which means museum quality professional podcasting is what you will get today in every single episode ever recorded here. It's always brought to you in high definition stereo sound thanks to the geniuses Miles Davis and Jordan Winter, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, a.k.a. the eight-time podcast producers of the year. Guys, on today's episode, we will discuss addressing sucker shit, sucker behavior, which we do not condone ever on here on BTB. On today's episode, we will also talk about drive-by friends, drive-by followers. And again, listen, this is not a payback episode. That's not what we do here. It's not what I do. But it's time to shine some light on some folks and put them up on that summer jam screen, you know what I'm saying? That jumbotron, no cancel culture, just a digital billboard so you can avoid bullshit, okay? And of course, we're going to talk about our summer vacation, our last summer vacation of 2022 for the Yang Gang, and a lot more on a brand new episode of BTB, Miles Jordan, Lakey Lake, let's go. So this ain't about payback. This ain't about beef. You know what? Hold on. Let me rewind that real quick. First of all, we hit 300 episodes on Monday. I'm fucking proud of that. I was never a guy to pick up something and be like, all right, let me just give up. I have given up on things. I can't remember. It might be when I was seven years old, eight years old. I don't know. It might have been the piano because I didn't like it. It might have been who fucking knows. I am a very open-minded person. I will try anything once. I will try anything twice almost. Meaning I'll try it once and say, nah, that ain't for me. And revisit it later in life. But when it came to podcasting, sometimes it flows, sometimes it seems like work. Most of the time, it's been bliss. Mostly because of you guys, the BTB Army, and I appreciate y'all. It was really dope to get some super followers on here. I'll get some other uh, regular, you know, listeners, fans. I hate using that word fans, but you know, it is what it is. And I did see some good suggestions because I do have like three real, you know, legit stars that are in the queue but i realized my sister has to be one of those people to come on here and i'm, I'm going to get her on soon there's a couple of people i can't think of off top of the head but again let's go back this ain't a payback episode this ain't beef okay maybe it's beef jerky right it's definitely not steak it's not carne asada none of that shit but i need to start off with okay before you guys even think about going to the dodger game tomorrow night I am not throwing out the first pitch. I'm going to address this simple and plain. All right. I am not throwing out the first pitch. I usually do my due diligence. It's just a fucking weird situation that has come to me via many like, um, how do I say this? It's strange. You know, it was brought to my attention by many, many people, okay? There's a guy. I'm not going to put him on full-blown full, full blown blast, but I'm going to say his name. His name is Gregory. Maybe he's listening to the episode. I really don't give a fuck because people just need to know what's going on. So people say, oh, I'm just relaying the message. But be careful how you relay a message. When you become a middleman, when you become a second middleman, third man, when you become a messenger, you got to realize what the repercussions are, what you're dealing with, especially when you're dealing with a man who was a professional, a man who has a family, a man who has a business, a man who is someone important to people. 
Now, I think I'm a regular dude. Every so often, I let people know how important I am to certain things. But you know what? I would beg to differ that a lot of people think I'm important. I'm not talking about necessarily the listeners of this show, but I'm talking about people who receive a paycheck, some people who rely on me to make money for them, to get a job done, whatever it may be. You know, of course, to my kids and to my wife, I'm important. But this dude named Gregory, he's reached out to a couple people, hits a few people up. Finally, he gets to one of the car dealers. And when I mean a car dealer, I'm talking about a general manager of a car dealership that I have purchased at least seven cars from him. Now, me and this man have never done business before outside cars. Solid dude. I think the first time I met this guy was in 2008. I had purchased an E60 M5 BMW from him. He was at, I want to say Shelly BMW at the time. This is in, uh, the fuck is that city? It's not Costa Mesa. It's not Buena Park. And then he's moved to different spots. Good dude. I got fucked with him. He's always held me down. Even during this whole fucking shitstorm of cars going for certain prices, whatever, he's going to keep it real with me. And I think that's a reason why we have remained friends for so long. Tells me that this dude, Greg, is holding um, or a part of this Korean Heritage Night that's going on tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium. And he hits me up and says, hey, man, do you want to throw out the first pitch? I'm like, yeah, man, of course. I mean, I want to if it's legit. You know, the crazy thing is I'm in Cabo until, you know, late tonight, which means I get back to L.A. late tonight. So tomorrow is my only day that I'm actually free. I do have to go meet somebody, you know, that's a friend of Takashi Murakami that I made a piece for. And the finishing touches will happen. And then I'm going to meet this dude. And then pretty much for the rest of the day, I'm free. And I kind of left it open just a little bit. But I thought, I said, you know what? I should hit up my agent, Matt Davis, vice president, XL Sports Management. Now, Matt represents a lot of the Dodgers, you know, from Kershaw to Jock Peterson to fucking XL. My agency represents so many fucking people there. Jock's not with the Dodgers anymore, but I'm just saying, he's friends with the front office. He's friends with the CMO. He's friends with the owners. He's friends with a lot of people there. So we have a very strong relationship with the Dodgers. Now, there have been weird things with the Dodgers, been weird things happened in my life. I am a lifelong Dodger fan. I have been going to the game since 1978. I can say there hasn't been a year, not one year, where I didn't go to one game. That's 40 years of going to games. This has got nothing to really do with the Dodgers necessarily, but they're going to catch the crossfire shit. There's some weird shit going on. And I'll address it now, and I'm just going to say this straight up. This dude, Greg, is like, yo, man, we're all good. Yeah, man, I got you in here. We were trying to get a, you know, K-pop star, but yeah, we just think you're the best person. I'm like, hey, dog, look, if it's for sure thing, cool with it, but you got to let me know. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll let you know by the end of the day. And this is days ago. So I'm in Cabo, and he's like, by the way, bro, I'm sorry, man. We got to let you know by Monday. I talked to this lady at the Dodgers. She's going to talk to the CMO. I'm like, hold on, bro. Here we go. So you're a middleman now. Now, if someone hires a marketing agent, let's say there's people that do it all the time. We have Cloud 10. We have different advertisers here that go through different people. And let's say, for instance, I get an ad and I do an ad for, it could be my bookie. It could be um, Manscaped, whoever. I might not have a direct relationship with those guys. But there's an ad agency, there's somebody that represents them. Even when I work with Captain Morgan, I have a, you know, huge deal with them. When I say huge, I ain't talking about 50, I ain't talking about 200, I'm talking about big money, okay? They have a PR firm that I deal with, and I have somebody that I directly deal with, and it's all, we're all aligned, and everyone's on the same page, okay? If you're running a Korean Heritage Night, and you're organizing this shit, and you have to ask somebody who has millions of followers and loves the Dodgers, you got to understand the weirdo. And I've taken everything in aspect. I've put it all into a pot and I've assessed everything. So this dude gives me the person's name and he's like, you get to hit this girl up. I said, what the fuck I need to hit her up for? Bro, you told me like, yo man, I want you to, you want to pitch the game? Yeah, boom. What do you mean do I want to pitch? 
do you like you offer me a job and then you're going to hit somebody else up who's going to hit someone else up now that may be work for somebody else and that don't how, how it works with me so i hit my agent up my agent talks to the cmo directly doesn't even know who the fuck this dude is which is i figured that much and then the other person that is on the marketing team of the dodgers like isn't anybody majorly significant now that could be subjective and someone could be offended by it but at this point i don't give a fuck because you've involved me and you've got me in a situation now. So my agent's like, look, man, I'll let you know what's going on. I'm just chilling. It's Monday. I'm excited about episode 300. I'm actually, I had some tears go down my eyes when I was sitting on Madonna Beach. Just like, damn, man, this is a dope fucking day. We had a milestone. I got my family here. My kids are happy. My stomach is full. And I'm chilling. So I get back to my room. It's about 7, 7.30 p.m. my time, which means it's 6, 6.30 um, p.m. L.A. time. And my agent says, look, bro, I don't think it's going to happen. And I was like, it's not? I was I figured, okay, cool. So tell me, he goes, yeah, they're going with the K-pop person. Now, mind you, I'm tied into that world pretty heavy, right? And I'm seeing who's around. And I'm talking about somebody who's at least at a decent level. Now, I get, you know, it's Korean Heritage Night. If I'm crazy, then y'all let me know in the comments. You tell me I'm just being, I'm tripping. You're going to get a dude who's never had any traditional marketing, any traditional anything back in me. Sometimes I consider myself the underdog. Some people consider me very uh, privileged. It's self-privileged. It's shit that I did on my own. You're telling me you're going to talk to a dude who's almost a 50-year Los Angeles native is going to the games for four decades that you're going to pick a K-pop store who I'm 90% sure ain't even Korean. And if you didn't know that, there's a lot of Chinese people who are K-pop stars. That group got seven EXO major groups in Korea. They've recruited Chinese groups that are from China that have moved over, done not necessarily plastic surgery, but they look a certain way with makeup and face shit and everything. And uh, they speak Korean fluently, speak both languages. It's, it's just a weird thing. All right. So it's not that I'm salty. It's more of the annoyance of someone having to go through several people to reach to me. Then I get the dude hit me up. Hey, man, if you ever need this, you ever need, I look, I don't need nothing. Like, I'm going to keep on with, oh, you're in Cabo right now. I see, man. Hey, I left you a message on your DM too. Cool. What's that got to do with we're talking here on a text message, which you already have my, you got my main line, you know, like what's there to talk about? Oh, well, check your DM. Like, for what though, bro? You know, I just dropped a big episode. I have a bunch of people hit me up on a regular basis. I had to go find the DM. So that would be nice. Okay, cool. Respond to the DM, which is stupid because we're talking on text. And the dude's like, you have anything Cabo, I could do this, this, and this. And I get it, bro. There's people out there who takes care of the people who whatever, but it's like, talk. I don't need to be taken care of out here. I'm good out here. But I get it. You know, it's someone else who has maybe some clout. I don't really know. Like, you know, it's just about, you know, trying to get another person that he can say, oh, I helped this person out. Whatever the fuck, what were his intentions? And I'm sure he had the best of intentions. I just don't think this dude understands how much of a fucking amateur weirdo fourth middle man that shit ain't popping bro like i don't want you to take care of anything whatever bro it's, it's all good i appreciate your gesture but bro if this is going to happen let me know if we need to go through like you taking me to a club do certain things whatever but like bro that's then i'm cool i don't need to throw out no pitch but i break it down to do i'm like yo bro any place that serves alcohol on the west coast with an exception of vegas very rarely in the last five fucking years, not talking about LA, Orange County, San Diego, I'm not there. I'm not going out. I don't go out, bro. I'm good. Well, you want to go to this place? I've already been there, bro. I'm with my kids. Let me guess. You don't have children. Of course you don't because you would understand what kind of vibes I'm on. I'm not trying to be at some popping shit with kids and bitches hanging out with their titties out, whatever. Boom. That ain't anywhere trying to go. Oh, it's, you know, but it's, it's Bagatelle. Bro, I've been to Bagatelle. In every city. Or oh, it's just brand new. Motherfucker, I go to Cabo every two, three months. Fuck is you talking about? I know the owner of Bagatelle. It's all good. I got you. 
saying this more like through text and stuff. Thank God I'd have to speak to dude, you know, via phone call. Bottom line is, once I talked to my agent and he's like, yo, this is what it is, dude, I've talked to the CMO, it's, you know, it's, this is the situation, I can figure it out with someone else, we could try to, you know, push this. I was like, no, bro, I don't want you to push it. I know it ain't a difficult thing to ask my agent, to be like, yo, bro, can we figure out a way to pitch out? No, no, dog, I'd rather be asked, it's not that I need to go out there and do this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going out to ask the people to be on their podcast, shit like that. I might have reached out to one person. In fact, no, I didn't. I think I might have asked Jordan to get on Joe Rogan's shit. But I'm not about to, now that it's been in the CMO's lap, and again, I have a relationship with them. I did the actual official. It wasn't some sidebar thing. I have the official Dodgers World Series commemorative baseball car set, two tops. Backed up by the MLB, by the Major League Baseball Players Association, every possible endorsement you could think of. It had to go through channels. It happened. Did it. Have a relationship with a lot of the Dodgers throughout the years, especially this Dodger team now. I have a collaboration in official LA Dodgers, Ben Baller, New Era cap coming out. Now, I haven't reached out to my people who are doing the collaboration that put it out and it was like a weird thing. Yo, dog, I'm good. I'm straight, bro. I don't want to do a Dodgers collab. I'm cool. I don't, I don't think they understand what kind of just, I don't want to say disrespect, but it's like a soft backhand. You know, when you think about it, right? Now, the only thing I just thought about right now is if they told the K-pop band a week ago or something, I get it. Regardless, I had to block this weirdo. Like, you a fucking cornball, bro. Like, straight up, straight up and down, you were fucking goofy as fuck. Had to block dude. He ain't gonna text me no more. I don't wanna see this dude in person. You're just fucking goofy as shit. So... Sorry I had to spend, you know, 10 minutes talking about that. But the next thing, this ain't Wendy Williams. This is not a gossip podcast. I usually talk about how to get it or at the very least how I got to it, right? And when we address sucker shit, sucker behavior, all that stuff, I want to talk about fake homies. Fake homies who need your help ask you to post shit, never post your shit. Like, oh, well, you already got your shit popping. It ain't about that. I see a lot of people who support here and there, ain't got the platform I got, whatever, right? And then you got the people who have, you know, a pretty big platform, they have whatever. And it's just really weird. Understand if you're a girl, and rarely will I reach out. There'll be times where there's chit chat here and there, people talk about this, this and that, whatever. Aria Price, for instance. I don't know if she knew from the beginning, like, was I trying to holler at her? No offense, Aria. You're a pretty girl. You're dope. You're... I have no interest in you. I think she knew that from jump. She didn't have a single fucking... Aria could hang out and meet fucking completely pissy drunk and knows. Now, I got to worry about getting her ass home drunk, you know what I'm saying, making sure she's asleep. So I don't get, you know, whatever, because that's just the type of person I am. And we're friends. She'll go out and support. She'll do certain things. She actually did very well in the episodes that she's been on. But like, I got to address the situation because this is someone I've known for <sighs> at least six, seven years. Shit, I want to say even eight. But her, she was a guest on the show. Her name is Emily Oberg. Very popular girl. She used to be the main, um, like, not commentator, what the fuck do you call it? Host doing all complex news and everything else. And she built like this cool little, you know, following and everything. And, you know, she's part Filipino. She's part this. We ain't even going to address the fact that I've never seen her embrace the Asian culture, which is cool, whatever, right? She's from Canada. I don't know. She's, you know, done book reports on Supreme. And now I've trolled her like crazy. I've made funny jokes about her here and there. But you know what? It's always been love. Supported her. Anyone come at me sideways, boom, here and there. And I think in a certain way, maybe it's the youth, it's her being young. But 
she's pivoted to a different thing. She started her own brand. She does other things. And, you know, she's been, you know, um, she's not so alpha, but, you know, she's in control of her own destiny. She does certain things. I'm proud of her. Emily, I'm proud of you. You did big numbers. Dope. You know, you had a brand and you had a certain aesthetic that you needed, that you wanted to present, and you did it. You've hit me up for a lot of different favors. Help this girl get her first G-Wagon. If there was anything else that she needed, she wanted to get, boom, connect her with my people. Got that. By the way, got her G-Wagon for like 60, 70K under market. And like, she's been cool here and there. But she's always been weird about like supporting certain things. And I think there's a whole nother side of friends that she has. And they probably think like, oh, man, dude, Ben is a douche. Blah, blah. And you know what? That's cool. I don't give a fuck none of your friends like me. That shit got nothing to do with what me and you do. You know what I'm saying? Between us as a friend, networking, business, whatever the fuck it is. And my problem is this. She got canceled right around middle pandemic. I want to say 2020, 2021. And she had this pretentious, pompous attitude, which I sure I do too. But she like, it. they were coming at her. They made hate pages, the whole nine. And I don't think she was used to it, but it started getting bad. And she lost a collaboration. Forgot who the fuck it was with. It was might have with ASICs or something. But she lost a couple hundred grand here and there. You know what I did? I hit up my boy Paul, hit up a few other people, got one of the pages deleted, got a bunch of people off her back, basically helped her navigate through the bullshit. And now it's dust under the rug. But you know what the funny thing is? The issues they were coming out with her with were valid. She was just like really tripping, right? Don't give a fuck about a boyfriend. Don't give a fuck about anything else. You know, she'd hit me up like, oh, this dude wants to give you something from Gucci. This person wants to do this. this oh, this person from Moonpay wants to talk to you. Fuck, I want to talk about them more. Oh, okay, I'm just laying in the message, whatever, boom. And, you know, it was always just some chill shit. She made some sporty and rich women's, like, workout gear, gave it to my wife. My wife posted it. She was a cool. There was no ever repost to anything, whatever. She's made me some little small things here and there. Anytime I was like, yo, yo, yeah, okay, well, I could help you with this, boom. Never really a thank you else of the bullshit. She's reached out to me, oh my God, can you help me get Kaya Gerber? You know, could you? And I'm like, girl, like, Kaya, I ain't gonna bother Kaya with you. Like, I'm not saying it's not whatever, but it's like, bro, like, we don't even got a good rapport with what history has shown. Let's just say I did get her the biggest fucking supermodel in the world. There wouldn't have been shit. And we'll get into that in a second, where it's funny when you introduce people and then they do business together. And if business goes bad, they want to come back and get mad at you. But if business goes good, guess what? They ain't even going to tell you because you ain't got nothing to do with it, right? So I know that she's feeling herself and she's always in Europe and she's, oh, in Paris, I'm in Rome, eating this and blah, blah, whatever. And she always has to have this watch placement and certain things. And like, it's funny. I'm real proud of you. You're doing big numbers. Cool. Dope. Emily, I sold $23 million in baseball cards. Okay, in the fucking pandemic to now. Get the fuck out of here. Now, I'm not telling you guys here listening to make myself look better because I know who the fuck I am. Now, maybe some of y'all forgot, including her. Maybe some of y'all confused. But I'm outside, outside. And what's funny is I didn't ask her to support the show. This is the thing. Emily was on my podcast and I remember asking her, would you want to be on? I definitely wanted to get women on there that was doing good. Spotlighted, you know, her being a CEO. Didn't say anything negative about her. Was cool about it. Not once did she post a link, a mention, not tell anybody. And it's like, bitch, I don't need you for this show. <laughs> Look, I don't already had big people way bigger than her. Jordan Woods had fucking 10 million followers by then. And Jordan posted all over the place. And she was also going through a major beef with the Kardashian family. I'm just saying it was crazy. I was like, yo, you know what's funny is you ain't even like the post, no nothing. It's like, why is that? Matter? But it matters. Because again, I still mention your name. We ain't enemies. But we damn near, you know what I'm saying? I've done a lot more for you than it's not about, oh, who did, who did. No, but it, it is to a certain extent, like out of respect. And I had her, I was like, yo, look, just saying. You made a post and deleted it, I think because you were getting backlash. I don't know if it was from your boyfriend or whatever. I don't give a fuck what's going on. 
And we're going to get into that in a second. Because it's separate shit. Ain't no reason you're in a relationship with somebody unless someone's not keeping it 100. Ain't no relationship that you should be in that someone has a problem with somebody because I'm not problematic, even though I have a big mouth. She should know that and break that down to her man. And I'm not even saying that's it. But funny thing is, she read it on red and I was like, you know, we're good. Don't even trip them. All good. Unfollowed her. Was like, man, I'm good. Like, now we ain't got beef. We ain't even got beef jerky. We ain't even got vegan beef jerky. I just wanted to address it because that's one of so many people. But this is somebody I've known for a very long time. And I spoke good of, right? And the fact that she's, you know, half Filipino. But that type of bullshit, I can't fucking put up with anymore. It's late in the day. I've unfollowed like 150 people. Motherfucking, you ghost following at this point. You drive-by followers. And we're going to get into that in a little bit too. But I had to spotlight old Goofy Gregory. I had to spotlight old privileged, entitled Emily. And it is what it is. You know? And I want to talk about this real quick. And then we're going to get into a break. And it probably won't be necessarily quick. But... I'm done with drive-by followers. I'm done with drive-by homies. I'm done with having somebody that I talk to. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, um, Schoolboy Q or somebody. Oh, cool, yeah, here. Yeah, Schoolboy Q's dope, man. He's doing great shit. You know what I'm saying? He's playing golf. He's been playing golf. I'm trying to get in, boom. Now, I'm not saying Schoolboy Q is. Let's say I connect Schoolboy Q with somebody in the golf world that I made a relationship with, whatever, boom, and he has his own. And he ain't even about, like, dude, this dude is like, a hundred million times more antisocial than me. Right? Q's a good dude. You get a someone, and I'm just speaking hypothetical, who's like, oh yeah, Q, that's cool, man. How you know Ben? Oh, I know Ben. You know, he made my joy, made my guru. You know, I'm just saying what might happen when they get in the thing. Oh, cool. Let's do this thing. Let's get this popping. Yeah, man, Ben's weird, bro. You really fuck with Ben like that? Right then and there. Why is that conversation happening? You know what I mean? I just brought you an A-list rapper. And some of y'all don't understand how difficult it is to get in the TDE circle. Right? Do you guys understand the equation I just brought up right now? That type shit is weird as fuck. I don't need none of that sucker weirdo shit in my life. Please. Like, like oh no, dog, dog, I don't care. That energy was there, bro. You feel it. It's not a gut feeling. Because I'll tell you guys before, you get a gut feeling sometimes and a gut feeling can be wrong. Make you feel fucked up. There's something even deeper than that. You notice everything change and shift. Yeah, people go through this and that, whatever. But it's deeper than that. I'm not with hanging out with people that talk shit, have some weirdo shit to say. My son yesterday was sitting at dinner and I'm trying to make them eat different things. And my older son, London, finished some chicken. Chicken was actually good. He just doesn't like these type of, it's different for him. Grilled chicken. And now it's Ryder's turn to eat it. And we're at the dinner table. Ryder's about to eat it because he's like, we're just trying to get this going to have a decent, decent meal. I'm irritated by a bunch of little things. And we're on vacation. We're just trying to have a good time. And London goes, oh man, that was terrible. Why the fuck would you say that, London? And fuck everything up for him and just already put that in his head when he's so opinionated at such a young age. That's the type of shit I'm talking about when you're talking about homies. I don't need that type of shit. I don't need to tell people in my life. Drive by followers. They want to view your stories. They want to do this, this, and this. You show love, support. Look, man, it ain't that difficult. I'm not fucking people. Oh, we looking at my phone like that, bro. They got it so easy now. They even have a section on Instagram where you can see what verified followers. If you got anybody over 100,000 followers, it will show up on your priority notifications. I ain't talking about notifications you get on your phone. I'm talking about once you open the app. 99% of the people I know from Kim Kardashian, anybody else, you got a team that looks at your shit, someone's looking at those things. And they see. I'm not taking tally. I see who likes things. I check it because you know what? There's money involved with how my engagement does. Not everyone has that, but I do know a lot of people I follow. 
they think that Instagram is important for their lives. So when I see this shit, I'm like, yo, man, y'all just, y'all drive by followers, y'all fake homies. I'm good. I'm straight. I don't need that bullshit. Y'all can just, you know, go the hell on. I don't need that type of shit in my life. Some people follow 14,000 people. I get it. Algorithms are fucked up here and there, whatever. At a certain point, if someone ain't checking for you and it's on your mind, don't feel like you being petty for being like, yo, man, it's time to clean house. And I said I wouldn't for a long time. I was like, yo, I'm not tripping. But when people are asking for favors to you with the same mouth that they've been talking slick with, man, it's time for them to go, period, okay? Loyalty is just another word right now that means nothing. It ain't as bad as famous or celebrity, but it's getting there. So, man, I had to break that down the first part of the show. I'm chilling. I'm calm. It's fucking 5 a.m., which means it's 4 a.m. in L.A., but I'm cool. Let's get in these commercials real quick, and uh, we got some more real talk to hit about. You know what I mean? And we'll be right back. In an era where watching sports means making money from your couch, there's only one team to join, Captain Picks. Captain Picks was created to help break all bookies for beginning betters or seasoned veterans. Strategy, expertise, bankroll management. By signing up for a daily, weekly, or monthly subscription, you receive an all-access pass to curated U.S. and global sports picks that are made by professional handicapping captains 24-7. Make money around the clock. This is a community built of men and women just like you who want to win but don't have time to attack the lines alone. Use promo code VCASH at checkout to get a buy one, get one free on any one-time membership purchase at CaptainPicks.com. Captain Picks, the time to win is now. Yo, 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 what up, y'all? We're back. Um, your boy is calm, cool, collective. I ain't had no weed. That shit done ran out. I'm just here um, puffing on a little bit of nicotine, having some water. It's funny, water only. If you guys understand what I was just talking about, then you understand what water only comes from. Some of y'all will, some of you won't. I, mean, I have no idea. But you know what? Um, I said something to my super followers the other day. And there was no subliminal message behind it, but... I got from friends who are going through a divorce. I got friends who gone through some breakups. I have people who are with me. They have long distance relationships. Some people have other stuff. Some people have things that are going on with their children. It's not a mystery that marriage, relationships, parenthood, relationship with your children, it's all tough. Now you want to mix marriage, friendships, and parenthood all together, nothing is harder. Not even golf. Okay? Now, golf is tough. The toughest sport in the world. We're talking about real life. You got to practice more to get better. Some people ain't practicing right. You just may not get it yourself. Maybe you can watch YouTube. Maybe you can figure it out. You can get certain things. Look, this is the longest I've taken off in months, golf-wise. But I went a good seven years without exercising. I walk around the block here and there. I'm talking about real, like going to the gym, doing a certain amount of things, whatever. It's fine. That was my own decision. And I took up golf, and it got tough. I fell in love with it. And I'm about to go hard in the fucking paint unless it's kids' vacations because I want to give them my direct, undivided attention. Now... With marriage or relationships, one thing with marriage is there's a stigma with marriage now and kids that, you know, millennials, I guess it's different how they get married and whatever it may be. You know, some people don't get to know each other beforehand. Some people might fast track. I fast tracked to a certain extent. 
but I know what I wanted. And you really dig through a person's background, you know what I'm saying? I do. Shit, when I was dating back in the day, I'll go through a fucking chick's medicine cap, see what kind of drugs she's taking, we'll call it kinds of shit. Give a fuck. You do a real thorough background check before you fuck around with somebody. Just like people do credit checks. People do background checks before you get a job, all that stuff. Look, marriage is tough. Me and my wife have our fights here and there. For the most part, I think that there could be deep-rooted issues that, you know, once someone falls off in a certain way and develops, you know, not a habit necessarily, but a certain opinion that they believe in and they stick to those things that like it's conspiracy theories, you know what I mean? Be like, oh my God, you know, people who wear orange pants are perverts. And then for some reason, somehow that day, one day, you see a dude with orange pants making funny faces on a fucking subway or at the restaurants across the street from you or whatever. Be like, oh my God, he's wearing orange pants. Now, of course, I'm just making that up. I'm just saying. Could happen in relationships too. Shit ain't easy. All right? For the most part, it's supposed to be 50-50. When you have kids, you know, there's a lot of different things. Is someone a breadwinner in the house? Usually there is. Sometimes people put, you know, both incomes together. I've never been the one to be like, you know, oh, well, shit. I'm doing all this. You got to do all this. You know, you just help out here and there. So it could be 60-40 and 40-60 could be, you know, fair. When shit gets to 70-30, whether it be your end or the other end, you better take motherfucking notice of that. Gets 25-75, guess what? At that point, there needs to be a talk. And if that talk ain't going anywhere, I don't know how much you know leeway after that, but you're headed to a breakup or divorce or whatever the fuck it is because it ain't going to work. Now, some people, they have way more relaxed tolerance than others. Some people could be in the bedroom. I could be guilty for this in a million years. You may not please your girl, whichever way you want to be pleased. You may have sex, be done in 42 seconds and be like, yo, man, shit, that was so good. Oh my God, that was good for you, right? And maybe it wasn't. Now you may have a lucky situation where, you know, your partner really, really you know, reaches climax in a very short amount of time. I don't know. I forget some things sometimes. You got to be mindful. You take things for granted sometimes. Got to be mindful. When shit gets that 75-25, meaning it's 75 you, 25 them, need to have a conversation. When it gets to 25 you and 25% them, please believe that conversation is coming. Start figuring out what you need to do and what you're lacking and what you're not giving. Go to the parents too. You know, my kids, they like video games, like certain things. They're not about cheat codes. I've paid attention enough to see what they do. My son, London, writer, they want to figure it out on their own. They'd like to get a little assistance. They like to get help. They'll listen. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, maybe they'll try again. I'm not much of a, a jujitsu dude, but I wrestled a bit. I know when someone's, you know, dogging it, whatever. I don't push my three kids that much. I encourage and I try to, to press a little bit on them. I'm starting to get a little tougher on them now because they're starting to understand what life is all about. And I don't fuck with that participation trophy shit. That ain't it. You're not going to win some shit just because. And trust me, London is a sore loser. When he loses something, he gets fucking mad. When he wins, either he's super ecstatic or sometimes he knows he won by miss. London won a golf challenge couple times in his golf class and he's training at where Tiger trained as a little kid there's some kids who are really really good beautiful swings and I know later in life these kids are going to get high school educations paid for because of how good they are and London is new he's missed some shots here and there at the end of the day people hate that shit there ain't no fucking pictures on scorecards but if you're getting the ball in the hole that's the most important thing and that day he did. But all that shit, relationships, marriages, everything, I mean, you have to look at it like muscles. You want to be physically fit. You want to look good. You want to have, Some people have been blessed with, you know, having a six-pack, eating McDonald's all the time, not working all the time. Everyone's body's different. At the end of the day, though, 
for the 99% of people that don't have that and aren't blessed with the genetics, you got to work, right? You got to work your muscles to get physically fit. You got to work your brain. You know, there's brain exercises you can do, obviously. Mental toughness. You go through some trauma. You go through some things. You get over it. You deal with other things. Some people have PTSD. Some people don't. I'm just saying when it comes to relationships, you got to work on them. And the more you work on them, most likely the better relationship will be. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. That's possible too. A lot of times though, people don't understand there is help out there. And that's all I'm saying. It's not fucking easy. Right? Me and my wife have been married for 10 years, been together for 13. It's fucking tough, especially with the kids and everything else. My daughter, a little different with her. She's definitely a little entitled, you know, there are some thoughts I have about her, especially with like, look, I don't need no motherfucking man to take care of my daughter. I'm going to take care of her. The standards I'm going to have, because some people say, oh, what the f- man, I don't want to hear shit because I'm going to give her everything she needs. And if you can't do what I do and she loves you for whatever, cool, but I'm judging. So people say, no one can judge, only God can shut the fuck up. And I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna say this. This ain't no Andrew Tate shit. Judging someone gets you out of a lot of trouble. Now, being a bad judge of things, some people are really bad judge of character because they're basing shit off social media. They do, I came from a different creed. You feel it. Not in your heart, not in your stomach. I'm just talking about you'll feel it. There'll be a synergy, there'll be some spiritual shit that goes over you. You'll understand. But I just wanted to let you guys understand, man, that, hey, man. For my boys going through it, you know, especially with kids, it's just fucked up. It, it fucked me up. People say, oh, well, I turned out all right, but still, I'd rather not have. Anyways, guys, I'm having a great time here in Cabo San Lucas. Obviously, you guys can see, staying at a fucking amazing resort. I debated whether or not to talk about the resort just because it was so much fucking money that I wasn't pissed because it was like, you know, whatever. I didn't even know they had a marketing department, which most hotels do. But my friend connected me with somebody over here. And look, I've stayed at all the nice places. Ventanas, one and only. Everything you can think of, right? Just most recently, we stayed at the Cape Thompson Hotel. Very nice. Super nice. I know the Montage is super nice. Uh, Viceroy is super nice. A lot of these places I've named, except for the one and only maybe, are places that are all five-star, five-diamond. They don't cater to kids. I don't know. You know, some people don't. That's great. I can't be one of those people. I have kids. Now, if we get a chance to go on a date night and go somewhere, it is an advantage because it's only two hours. But me and my wife are probably going somewhere else. But if we did come here, just us, oh, man, our vacation would be different. We wouldn't stay where we usually stay. Shit. We'd probably be somewhere else. And the Cape was nice. It was expensive shit. Wasn't really catered to kids. The beach there wasn't really great. But the resort itself, amazing. If you're an adult and you're older, fucking fly as fuck, right? But we're staying at a place called Garza Blanca. It's an all-inclusive. If you want it to be, you can decline it to not be all-inclusive. Save yourself, you know, some money. And when I see all-inclusive, I think immediately, oh, man, it's kind of low budget. But I was wrong. One, place is fucking gorgeous. The landscape, everything, the aesthetics of everything, you can definitely tell when you come to the resort, you know you're staying at a five-star resort. Now, it's very family-friendly. There are small rooms that are like, you know, whatever, three, 400 square feet. There's nice ones. And I booked a two-bedroom suite ocean view room. When I got here, it said it was 1,980 square feet, 1,980 square feet. This place was not 1,000. Now, there's been some cancellations. I know I had to switch some dates. I fucked up on some things. And I got here. I was like, yo, I'm going to keep 100. This room ain't it. For other people, they'd be like, yo, this shit is dope. And my kids are so fucking used to certain things. I was like, yo, this ain't it. They were happy just to be there, of course. But we upgraded the room to a 3,000 square foot, real 3,000 square foot, three bedroom, ocean front suite, high up, sick ass fucking view, ridiculously huge balcony. There's a cot. There's... 
You could have a dinner for fucking nine people, like 10 people outside. You could fucking, we have our own jacuzzi, like a good size jacuzzi. All five of us went in that bitch and it was chilling. We were, we were having a good time. You know, heater control, jets, all that. Breathtaking views of fucking the Sea of Cortez, right? The ocean, just gorgeous. But I'm going to keep 100. It was a lot of bread. You know what I mean? It was damn near four bands a night. So for five nights, do the math, right? Now, the thing is all-inclusive. And how they work it here is, even though it's all-inclusive, you still sign for everything. Some hotels just all-inclusive. You go there, boom, you give me your name, and that's what it is. And if you want a tip here and there, it's different. Here, they add a certain gratuity, and if you want to add extra gratuity, you can. So it gets confusing. You're like, God damn, man, motherfucking this, this, and this. The fresh-ass thing is, if you're just drinking regular drinks and not premium liquor, you could have margarita. If you want to have a margarita at a pool, boom, taken care of. Take care of the tip. You want pizza, ice cream, you want poolside service, done. Room service, 24-7. Just take care of the tip. You ain't even got to take care of the tip extra if you don't want to. They include a certain amount of things. There's a resort fee, all that shit. I will say this. Out of all the five-star resorts in Cabo San Lucas, nowhere else, and even in Cancun, because they have a Garza Blanca in Cancun, this is definitely the best family-oriented resort that we've stayed at in Cabo. Now, you can find deals here and there. Like I said, man, inflation hit this motherfucker like a son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I didn't want to hit anybody up. You know, I worked hard to get where I was. I paid it. Don't need to mention them. I pay my own way. Ain't no issues. No one can say shit to me. If I want to complain about something, I'm going to complain about it. Now, even with barter, Social media post training here and there. You'd be like, yo, dog, what's up, man? What's up with this? Sometimes they treat you better. People obviously know who I am here. I'm going to keep it 100. 50 different families, you know, people come up to me and ask me, oh, shit, you're bad. Oh, boom, here and there. I actually ran into my cousin's friends, good friends of his, almost lifelong friends of his. And I forgot I knew because it's just things have changed. I haven't seen them in a long time. From Seattle, they're chilling. I'm, I wish my boy was here. And, um, I've ran into other people. I've been pleasant to everyone. I've been chilling, but fucking dope ass spot. You know what I mean? Back to the kids. When I show the vacations and I show the rooms, sometimes my wife is like, oh, damn, well, that seems kind of like, not thirsty at all, sorry, not the word, but just kind of like, damn, it just seems a bit much sometimes. Like, nah, fuck that. I want motherfuckers to see this is a big ass place. It's bigger than some people's cribs, right? I'm grinding. And I do these vacations because I like a certain level of luxury. More importantly, I want my kids to see. And now, this is the best trip we've ever taken here because they all understand it. Even Kaya being young, she knows what the fuck it is. And I'm grinding and doing all this shit so they can get the blueprint of how I do this. Because later, they're going to see maybe their friends at school don't do it like this. You know what I mean? They're going to understand when they grow up. Wait, hold on. Shit, we're going to have to get four people in a room. Which I've done that before a million times. We're all going to share this. My wife still does that with her girlfriends and stuff. They go to a place and, you know, they'll put four girls in a room. They kick it. But at the same time, girls do that type of stuff. I want my kids to see. This ain't going to happen by minimal work. And what I mean by minimal work is like, this is just going to magically appear and people put in whatever. They got to understand they got to start somewhere. And I remember staying at fucking $80 night rooms here back in the 90s and staying at whatever. Those rooms are probably more than that now. But there's places you might stay at, like, oh, whatever. There's people on the plane that were with me, so fucking excited to be here. They didn't give a fuck where the fuck they're staying. Everyone's like, yo, fuck, we just want to hear, drink, have fun, cool. You know what? We took some great pictures here. My wife is having a good time. That's all that matters. You know, there's like five restaurants here, Mexican restaurant. There's a steakhouse that was legit. Japanese restaurant is fucking fire. There's an adult-only pool that's lit, just adults only. Sometimes, you know, if I came here with my wife, I don't know if I'd come here, but, you know, we kind of have a plug here, so we might come back here. But yeah, Garza Blanca, the best thing about this hotel is I'm so used to taking a 45-minute drive from SJD Airport to my resort. This shit was like 20 minutes or less. It's fucking amazing. 
You ain't got to go too fucking far. And then it's another 20 minutes to go to downtown. It's perfect. You know, we headed in downtown like two or three times. Super bummed out. The office is closed. My favorite place is here. Edith's, definitely my top two favorite restaurants in Cabo. There's a lot of new, really nice spots here. Um, my boy Dustin told me about this one spot I haven't been to. It's like super amazing views, all that. But the funny thing is, my kids like Mango Deck. And the funny thing is, some people side-eye me were like, Mango Deck? They do wet t-shirt contests there. They do all these crazy things like drinking contests and shit. You ain't got to pay attention to none of that shit. You can get some beach beds, be on the side and just chill. We like to do that. Order some nachos, order some chicken fingers, order a pizza, order some tacos, order a bunch of drinks, you know, and just chill and kick it for like three, four hours, go on the jet skis that cost a fucking hundred dollars for a fucking hour. <laughs> you got every single fucking, per- it's no motherfucker. You want to talk about persistence? You go to Cabo, motherfuckers will try to sell you a timeshare, sell you some t-shirts, sell you all kinds of shit. It's crazy. I don't mind it. You just get used to it at a certain time. But my daughter gets her hair braided. You know what I mean? She feels special. My wife gets to get her hair braided and do a little, you know, mother-daughter stuff now. She likes to have her little drinks. She gets a little Casamigos, and now she likes Class Azul because she went to Ibiza, and that's what she like. You know, I'm like, cool, great. I've never been a Class Azul fan. Actually, I got to be real with you. It's smooth as hell. Been drinking here and there. But it's so funny because Vegas Dave is still cap as fuck. And, you know, Sports gambling, all kinds of gambling is legal in the state, in the country of Mexico. So you get to the airport, you start seeing Vegas date ads and shit and all this other stuff. You go to YouTube. And it's funny because he blocked me on my main page. But like, you know, I go on my private page and I go see he still has 10.9 fake followers. I don't even think he, I want to be honest with you, out of 10.9 million, I'd be willing to bet he don't have a million followers that are real. He still buys, you know, 500,000 fake views, up to a million fake views. He buys fake comments. It's insane. Like, bro, come on, man. Nobody believes you, bro. I know he's making money because he has a bunch of suckers out there and they just, you know, he's capping all the time. He's, oh man, Jets minus seven. Jets plus seven. He bets on the same. He just gives people the wrong shit. He's figured out the super con man way. Baller Busters has got him. It's like funny. He said he was going to get indicted, you know, he's going to be, you know, vindicated, some other shit, not bullshit. He's all caps still, 100%. I cannot believe dude's not in jail yet. And the funny thing is, I actually didn't know a dude was five foot two. I'm not making fun of short people, but it's just like, now you see like why the dude acts the way he acts and he's just a fucking weirdo. And he's just so strange. He always talks about mango deck, this and that. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. This is my own, like, you know, my kids like going there. We would do the office if we can. We weren't there. Dude shows super love to us. But I just like laugh at how much cap this dude is. Also, this guy, Kenneth Tong, who I think he actually does have money. But it's like, bro, to buy hundreds of thousands of views, buy four or 5,000 comments in a day and age when engagement is down huge. Like, what the fuck are you doing out here? Like, what's wrong with you guys? Anyways greatest trip this was probably the best trip we've had out here we got to do a bunch of shit i can't wait till play the little golf out here like i said can't wait till my kids are even in their teens and it's really lit we start going scuba diving start going on different shit start going on atv rides and doing other stuff but by the way the beach in front of our resort the water's a little rough there's no lifeguard there but it is nice it's open there's outdoor restaurants like just to have this truck outside that makes tacos and quesadillas. Breakfast here is so fucking lit. Like, yo, man, every morning I ain't get tired of no motherfucking, yo. I get my fucking omelet, get my scrambled eggs, get my refried beans, get my custom-made quesadilla, get my crepes, get my Mexican cafe. Yo, I get my fresh fruit, my smoothies. Like, every morning I look forward to breakfast here. It's lit. The gift shop here, crazy. They got golf polos, they got swim gear, they got fucking snacks, Starbucks, they got every fucking goddamn drink you could think of, beers, you could buy Class Azul in the fucking lot, you could buy anything you want, medicine, condoms, you need motherfucking hemorrhoid medicine, they got you name it, that motherfuckers got it. Anyways, hot as shit out here, humid as a motherfucker, humid as shit, 
It's like fucking 84 degrees right now. Probably like, it's just crazy hot. And I was watching on the news that this heat wave has just gotten bad everywhere, right? And I know it is. But they're saying in China, it's the worst heat wave that China has ever experienced in 60 fucking years. Now, let me tell you something. In 2014, I went to Beijing. It was 96 degrees and 98% humidity. I thought I was going to die. They weren't even at the four seasons. They weren't letting you just get an entire cup of ice. It was crazy. Motherfuckers would bring me a warm bottle of water. Like, what the fuck are you doing with this? I couldn't imagine being there right now. Already with all the hell that's going on and still COVID shit and everything else. It's just fucking crazy. I don't know. Look, I'm not going to start talking about climate change and all the other shit. I know it exists. And I'm never going to have a guest on here to discuss about it. But it just, yo, it's fucking crazy. Anyways, my Seahawks. Don't care about that Steelers game. But we played a night. And Drew Locke was supposed to start tonight, but he got COVID. So I don't know what the fuck. I was really interested in seeing how he works. You know what I'm saying? How he, you know, how he does and everything, right? Wasn't impressed with him at that Steelers game. You know what I'm saying? he's Who knows how he's going to do? It looks like you know we really got to figure out what Geno can do, how Drew will be a backup. And we got to go ahead and fucking draft the number one quarterback and, and, and figure out from there. But from what I saw, Locke has got talent, but he's dangerous to us. Not to others. He's dangerous to us at the Seahawks level. You know what I mean? Shout out to my dudes, um, Chris Kidd and uh, Michael Dugar from Man to Man Podcast. If you're a Seahawks fan, you listen to that podcast. They're definitely doper than the other like official Seahawks podcasts. It's, it's definitely a cooler edge. And look, they're really, really knowledgeable about the shit. In fact, fuck. So we're just over three weeks away from the first official home game. I can't wait to get to Seattle. Can't wait for that game. I can't wait for motherfuckers to boo Russell Wilson. And I can't wait to play golf in Seattle. Not going to be able to play a whole lot, but I'm definitely getting a round in. I don't know if it's going to be on that Sunday or if it's going to be Monday before the motherfucking Monday football. I haven't figured it out. But I'm getting some motherfucking golf in there. I don't give a fuck. We got to go to a country club and play nine. I don't give a shit. The kids begin school next week. That's why this is such an important vacation. You know, the next little break is... um. Is it Labor Day? Yeah, Labor Day, right? We got Labor Day, and then we got Christmas, so we ain't got shit. But I'm about to be on a world tour. Going to Dubai, I'm going to Tokyo. I'm going to fucking Chicago, Florida, San Francisco probably 10 more times, obviously, and all this other shit. So I'm looking forward to all that shit. I'm about to get off my motherfucking ass off when I get back home. I might cancel some shit. Got to go to the kingdom, get ready for this pro-am. I'm excited about a bunch of things. But yeah, yo, shout out to my dude, Kid Cudi. He saw a new cover of Esquire magazine on his real bougie GQ shit. It ain't GQ, but it's Esquire. He um, is rocking my jewelry, of course. He addresses the Kanye beef there. And of course, I knew every part about it. We've had our discussions about it. But there's never a reason for me to give it to you guys here. Because he's always asked me, like, yo, but please don't speak about any of the personal shit that we talk about. Boom, whatever. But he made it clear cut in the interview that Ye is a weenie. And him being cool with Pete, and I don't even fuck with Pete like that, but yo, that shit ain't got nothing to, they were friends way before all the other shit, and him and dating Kim was just fucking weird and whatever, and now they broke up. Shit got nothing to do with him, and he put him in the middle of all that stuff, whatever. Yeah, he's a weenie. Fuck it. I don't really give a shit. Um, guys, man, look, I'm grateful again for this 300th episode. We're out 301 now. And we're going to keep coming. But we are so close to closing the studio deal. It's just really about signatures, a couple small particulars. But what I'm so excited about is all the marketing money that's going to come behind now to push this show the way it needs to be pushed, right? Bigger promotion, bigger audience. And more importantly now, professional video episodes. All right? It's coming. If I don't announce it on Monday... We're going to announce it probably by Thursday. So a week from today, we should be letting you know. Dope-ass situation. I appreciate everyone involved in this podcast. I appreciate everyone here. We got fan questions coming up in two weeks. You guys can ask me shit there. I'm going to be more interactive with a lot of my super followers and everything else. Uh, I got London's birthday next week. Shit. London's turning 10. We got a big-ass birthday party planned. 
and they're going back to school. So that's going to give me a little more time to, to play golf and do anything else. But yeah, man, look, guys, I appreciate you. I really, really do. Please keep spreading the word. You know, looks like, you know, it always helps. Tell somebody about the show. And uh, I've been thinking about this Katon Hustler Part 3. That's something I'm going to start writing notes to. I haven't began writing notes. I'm going to start writing notes to it and get on it. But it looks like there's going to need to be a Katon Episode Part 4 because I'm going to have to get into that. And that's going to be over an hour, two hours. I know Miles is going to hate doing that editing and shit on there. But we're going to get it done. Man, I'm excited. Um, shout out to my boy Brian. He's in town from Hell Has No Exit. Uh, I'm sorry, Hell Has an Exit. Fuck, man. Um, I'm supposed to do his show. I got to figure that out. That works out. But again, guys, that is it for today's episode. I'm really glad that I got to spit real talk out here in Cabo. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. It's crazy, man. I met this girl who's a, a golfer chick. I forgot what the fuck her name is. Golfer girl something. What her real name is, but she's been saying make it a great day. And I told her, I was like, yo, I don't know if you got that from, but I mean, that's like a real statement and a saying that I say on my show. I have it printed on things, so it's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, y'all, that is it for today's episode. Uh, you already hear that leggy lake in the background, you know what that means? That means that I want y'all to have a great one, make it a great one. This ain't your practice life, living well is the best revenge and enjoy your life that's it guys all right i will see you guys back in la for monday's episode hey y'all god bless and i will see y'all later all right y'all much love etb army peace